Good evening and welcome to Spirit of Grace Church. We're so glad that you're able to be with us tonight. We want to share the word of the Lord with you. And out of the book of Revelation, the third chapter, the 20th verse, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And uh, I want to ask a question tonight. God is knocking at your door, but are you answering? And uh, it, sometimes it's uh, difficult to recognize the knock of the Lord, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit. But have you ever gone to somebody's house and knocked on the door and they never came to answer? Even though you knew that they were in there, you could hear the kids yelling or the TV going or whatever, but they just don't answer the, the story. My question is, is how long would you stand at that door and knock before you walked away? If you knew they were inside, would you stand there and keep knocking? That's what Jesus does. He stands and knocks. He's been knocking at your door for years and years and will continue to knock until you're willing to step into uh, that relationship, open that door to a relationship that he has for you. And then once you start that relationship, from time to time, he'll knock on your door to take you to deeper depths and deeper understanding and revelation. And it's up to you to open up the door of that revelation as he's knocking at your door. And... Um, Sometimes their people never receive the relationship with the Lord, and sometimes they never receive the different dimensions from the Lord simply because they never answered the door when God knocked on it. And uh, maybe you can even look back this week in your daily life and have seen where you recognize that God was knocking, but you just never answered the door. Maybe God wanted you to do something, to say something to someone, to do, learn something, to read something, get rid of something but you never answered the door. And you may think, well, that, that's going a little too far. But how far is far enough? I, I don't really know the answer to that, but I know how far enough is for me. It's when God gets the glory from every aspect of my life. That's when far is enough. And uh, God is knocking. He's standing. He is trying to uh, welcome us to open the door and let him in. He's the one that is endeavoring to come to us. It's not so much us getting to him as it is him coming to us, wanting fellowship with us, but we have to be willing to open the door and let him come in because he'll never push it down. He's a true gentleman. And uh, so tonight I want to just take a couple of minutes and ask the question and maybe give some answers, but simply why don't people answer the knock at the door? Why is it when the Lord knocks, sometimes we don't recognize it or we don't respond to it? And the first way, or the first reason, if you will, that people don't answer the door when the Lord knocks is simply that they don't hear. Some people come and they sit in the church week after week and never get anything from the service because they don't hear. They come and they punch their clock and they get their hour and a half service in. And they go home and nothing has changed. Nothing has gotten better. Nothing has no new revelation because they just haven't heard the voice of the Spirit. Usually, it's because they have become too busy. They have been come too entangled with the affairs of life, if you will. Uh, some people are so preoccupied with life outside of their relationship with the Lord that they never hear what's going on inside the relationship with the Lord. And people can get so busy that they will never hear or they'll never uh, recognize when God is asking or knocking and they won't do anything for the Lord because there's simply too much noise in their life. They can't hear the knock. 
when you come to the presence of the Lord, whether it be at church on Sunday or even here watching this video, wherever you are at whatever time, whenever you have that moment in the presence of God, we need to learn to sit down, relax, get everything of our life onto the outskirts of our thinking and get in line with the Spirit of God. Put our mind, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Be, have the mind of the Lord and and what he wants to do in us and what's going on around us. We need to lose or let, let go of the busyness of our lives and the world so that we can hear the knock that he has for us. Uh, the other reason why they don't hear is because besides being too busy or it's too noisy, is they're too far away. Psalm 10 verse 1 says, Why standest thou afar off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? Some are even like Peter was back in the uh, New Testament where it said that he was following afar off in Mark 14, 54. Peter followed him afar off even into the palace of the high priest. He sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. Something happens in the life of people, and they find themselves far off from God, if you will. God never moved. God's always there. So if God is afar off, it's because we've moved. A lot of times things get in our lives that shouldn't be there, and before long we realize that we have grown apart or we have grown too far away to hear when God is wanting to knock. Well, we pretend that we hear the knock, because we know how to go through the motions of uh, being a church person, if you will, or a believer. But those who are close enough to hear it, when, know when God is knocking and when God is not knocking. They recognize the knock of the Lord. People get things in their lives like envy and malice and mistrust and jealousy and just plain sin. And before long, those things have them so far away that they can't hear when God begins to knock on their door. We have to realize that those moves of God, those things that we classify as a great move of God, if you will, or his presence come when you and I take the time to get those things that separate us, that cause us to go afar from the Lord, when we get those out of our lives. When people get those things out of our hearts and they get closer to God, that's when we begin to hear the Lord again. So it's, it's being afar off. The other one is it's, they're just too deaf. They have a seared conscience. They can't hear because there's scar tissue in their hearts, if you will. What can they do about that? The only thing that you can do is let the great physician come into their lives and begin to cut away everything that was not supposed to be there, all that scar tissue. They get that scar tissue maybe from sin in their life. John 8, 9 said, and they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And so just by, they were convicted by their own conscience. The sin in their life convicted them, and sometimes the sin in our life causes us to become too hard of hearing to recognize when the Lord is knocking at the door of our heart. Um, another reason why we, we can't hear or we're too deaf to hear is because we're not living a life of subjection or submission, if you will. Romans 13, 5, Paul tells the church, wherefore you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. 
your conscience becomes stubborn and hard of hearing when you haven't subjected yourself to the things of God, when the pride of life has puffed itself up inside of us and, and we listen to that instead of listening to who God is and what God is doing uh, and we resubmit ourselves, all of a sudden we start hear, hearing the knocking of the Lord at the door again. Another reason why we get scar tissue in our hearing is could be just for justifying sin. Titus 1.15 says, Under the pure all things are pure, but under them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. So they've justified their sins. Even their mind and their conscience is defiled because they they make excuses. Well, I, I just was just it was just a little white lie. It was just a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And uh, they've justified it. And by doing so, they have become stubborn or hard of hearing to the knocking of the Lord. One more reason is they're just deceptive with the truth. First Timothy 4.2 says, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. These are the things that will not allow you to hear the knock of the Lord, being too far away, uh, being too hard of hearing because of scar tissue, being too busy with the things of life. I want to encourage you to get rid of the busyness, get rid of the, the, the hardness of hearing by allowing God to come in and fix that which needs to be fixed. You, you see, sometimes we forget that God knows what we've been doing anyhow, and he knows what's going on in our lives, and he knows, and we know that he knows. And many times when he knocks, we know he wants to fix something that's gone wrong, and we refuse to answer because we know that it may cost us a little bit. It may cost us a relationship. We may have to separate from certain things. Our hobby that's made us be too busy to hear the word of God, when he knows our works, he steps in. And, and some of those hobbies need to go away and some, in order the busyness to go away. And sometimes that's difficult. So we just get stubborn and we say, well, maybe I'll answer the door at another time. My challenge you, to you tonight is go ahead and answer the door. Let him fix it. Let him move it. Let him remove things that need to be removed, add things that need to be added, because ultimately he has your best in mind and he knows exactly what you really need. You see, when we confess the things of God or our, our sins, if you will, and let God's light shine in, it cleans us up and we'll always feel better. In that moment of time, there's that apprehension. In the moment of time, there may be that angst by having to separate or discontinue doing some something that we enjoy doing or whatever because it's causing too much deafness in our lives and stubbornness in our lives to hear God knock, but it's always worth it. On the other side of that situation, uh, we'll always be grateful to what God is able to do if we've taken the time to answer and listen. Sometimes um, our associations keep us from answering the door. And I know that that sounds a little bit harsh, but really it's the, it's the truth. We have counted the cost and it costs too much for what we want to accomplish. And so people get the, I'd rather do this than to be real close with him. I, I'd rather have this in my, I'd rather to be associated with that. I remember as a boy, and it never really changed, but either grandma or mom or aunt would always warn me about certain people that uh, to, to not hang around too much with them because 
well, I thought mom was crazy, but uh, she just didn't know the guys that I was with all that well. But I found out that she may not have known them personally, but she knew who they were. If you think that the people that you hang around with don't have an effect on your life, whether you're saved or not, whether you're good with God or not, whether you're fulfilling what God wants you to do, you may be in for a rude awakening because those that you are associated with will always influence, will always have an impact on how you operate, how you think, how you act, how you respond. Uh, let me just, I'll just be very blunt here tonight. For somebody, some people you are hanging around with will cost you more than you're willing to pay. And that needs, that association needs to be broken before you can hear what God wants to, to do in your lives. Some people miss doing the blessing that God wants them to do because they're connected with an association that has drowned out what God is trying to speak in your life. And uh, you have to take a stand. I have to take a stand. When the door is opened and God gets close, some of our associations may have to go. If God was to stand today with you in your life and you stood next to your associations, uh, those things that you need or love more than anything else, let me ask you this, how pleased would God be? I know that's a tough question, but really, if we can ever get to that place where we're willing to ask, God, are you pleased with my associations? Are you happy to be with me? Because we want him to be more than just an associate. We want him to be our all in all. And if he's our all in all, he's got to be comfortable with who we're with. And so sometimes it may be our associations that keep us from hearing when God is knocking on the door of our life. Um, another way, reason that, that we sometimes miss the knock of God when he's standing there knocking and he's continuing to knock is we get too excited. Uh, there, we live in a day when people like to have their ears tickled, if you will. They want something to excite their humanity, their flesh. And, and people a lot of times get so excited that they forget to have fellowship with, with the Lord. And I think sometimes people getting too excited is a tactic really for not doing what God wants them to do. I'll come in and I'll worship and I'll, I'll praise and I'll jump and I'll shout and I'll have a good time. And we get so excited that it becomes our thing to avoid the hard changes that God is wanting to make. Um, and, and sometimes we get so excited even about the things of God that it immobilizes us. I know there are times when I've been to a conference or I've been to a seminar of some sort and I just get inspired to do a bunch of stuff for God, but I pick up the books that are at the conference or at the seminar and I begin to read them. And three months later, I find out I'm still reading the books and I haven't done anything to activate on the inspiration that God has given us. Um, we need to take time. There's a lot of people that won't take time to be still and know God. Uh, Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen, and I will be exalted in the earth. You see, when you take the time to be still and know him, when you begin to know him, that's him knocking, and that's him speaking, and that's him moving in us. Uh, I, I want you to think of, about this in, in Acts chapter 12. Uh, we read about Peter being released from prison, um, 
but he goes to the house where all of the church is praying and he knocks on the door and a lady named Rhoda comes and she gets so excited and she thinks she's seen Peter's angel that she goes in. She never answered the door. She never opened it. She got too excited to respond to what was happening around her. And there are times when people get so excited that uh, after a few months or years, they look back and wonder why, why they haven't moved very far. And they can see somewhere in their life, they, they saw God knocking and opening and revealing and speaking on, on their door. And they're waiting to have fellowship with them and to get them alone so he could talk to them and show them things. But they were so excited that they never went back and answered the door. They went back in and got involved in the prayer meeting again. They went back in and got into the worship service. And they went in and taught Sunday school. They went in and did all the kinds of things that we know churches need and, and people need. But they forgot to answer the door and God had something greater for them. But because they got so excited about what was happening around them, they failed and missed when the Lord was trying to open up something new. Now, don't get me wrong. Excitement is a blessing. And I, I'm glad that people get excited about the things of God as long as we can still hear when God knocks and when, and when he wants to give us something or change our direction or give us a new opportunity. Um, when you miss out on what God is, because God's a forward-moving God. He doesn't dwell, if he forgives our sins and removes them as far as the east is from the west, he doesn't dwell in the past. God is a present God and a future God. He is somebody that is in the moment and he's pushing ahead for the next moment. He's always got that mindset in place that there's something more, there's something deeper, there's something greater that he wants for each one of us. And we do, we can get so excited about the thought that he wants to do that, that we fail to go back to the speaker and say, okay, God, what do you want us to do? And so I encourage you tonight, take a breath, step back and say, okay, God, I'm excited about what you're doing in my life. I'm ex excited about what I've experienced in the recent weeks and months, and you're really doing something, but help me to restrain myself enough so that I free my spirit to hear what you're trying to speak to me. Another reason why people don't answer the door is they're too weak to get to the door. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted, bear you one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And this is the last thing that I want to talk to you tonight about. Sometimes, and we're, we're experiencing this probably more than ever before, at least in recent years. I know there have been seasons throughout history where times have gone crazy, but we are in a season, if you will, where chaos rules uh, and people have lost their minds even. Um, they've been beaten back, they've been beaten down, they've been beaten up, and they're in such a shape from all of the things that are around them, that they're just too weak to get to the door. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, there's been times in our lives where you just were worn out. You were just beat down. Life has a way of zapping us from the strength that we have. And uh, whether it be an uh, advance of the enemy or whether it be life in general, whether it be the pressure of finance, whether it be a job situation, whatever it be, a family situation, it beats us up and, and it wears us out. 
That's why the church is so important. That's why mature believers are so important. Those that are spiritually mature, don't tell us how spiritual you are, show it. Don't talk about it. Don't drift in the clouds. As uh, one of my pastors used to say, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Get to the place where you're really mature spiritually because a spiritually mature person will prove that they're spiritual by the burdens that they bear. You help carry that weak brother or that weak sister to the door. When they're beat up, when they're beat down, when they're uh, beat back, you are the one that steps up and says, I'll, I'll help you. I'll pray with you. I'll walk with you. I'll talk with you. I'll be there for you. I'll be your arms and legs when you can't walk and you can't lift. I'll do it for you. That's how the body of Christ works. That's why the church is so important. Because if we can get those that are weak in, into a position to hear the voice of God or to hear the knock of the Lord, all of a sudden we're able to open the door to each other. And when that happens, the presence of God explodes and we walk in an anointing that we haven't walked in in some time. So I, I remember reading a story. This was several years ago, but it, it, it sticks out in my mind about two monks who were uh, going to a, a monastery on a bad snowstorm night. It was it came up quick, one of those whiteout kind of snowstorms, and they came across a traveler, very similar to the Good Samaritan story in, in the Bible, but they came across a traveler who had fallen and was helpless, and so one monk said, leave him alone, his fate has dealt with him, and the other monk loaded him on his shoulders and began to carry him through the snowstorm. And the weight slowed him down and the other monk got tired of waiting and, and, and walked quicker and got further. And, and um, he was almost to the monastery when the, the monk that was carrying somebody, it was almost to the monastery when he tripped over something and he realizes that he tripped over his friend and the, the monk that had gone ahead that had wanted to leave him behind had frozen to death. And the monk carrying the, 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 the traveler on his shoulders had kept warm by the body heat that was generated by carrying this person. And so in a conversation that this uh, monk had later in, in the, the after the season, if you will, he was asked afterward what the most tragic thing that he had seen, he thought of this situation. And the most tragic thing in this monk's life is, this is what he said. He said, not having a burden to bear. That was the most tragic thing that he had experienced as a follower of the Lord. You see, not having a burden to bear. You and I will fulfill the law of Christ if we'll bear one another's burdens. It, when we don't have that bear, uh, that burden to bear, when we don't have that that mindset of helping a fellow believer along in their walk with God, we end up missing out on what God is really doing. And tonight, whatever you're going through, we pray that you would just allow the prayer warriors and the spiritual Christians that are mature to come alongside you and support you in prayer so that one day you can turn around and begin to support another. It's when we, we, we used to sing the song, 
uh, in our church here, we need you to survive. And we really do. Not We need you to survive on two fronts. We need you to survive, and then we also need you to survive. We need you to get with it. We need you to stay with it. We need you to walk in it. We need you to, to breathe in it and dwell in it. But then not only that, I need you and you need me. We're, we're, we're in this together. We're one body, many members fitly framed together by the hand of the Lord. And uh, we're, we're listening to what God is doing and to where God is leading. And so my challenge to you over the next several days is to take a step back from life. Take a step back just for a few moments of time and begin to ask God, am I hearing you knock or have I become too busy? Have there been too many things in my life that are clouding out and, and too noisy to where I'm missing when you knock on my heart? Have I had some things that caused in my life to uh, allow me to drift too far away to hear when you knock? Have I allowed things of my life to cause some scar tissue over the ears of my spirit so that I'm not hearing. The Bible does say this, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. If we're not hearing, we're not growing in faith. Uh, take a step back and, and recognize that he knows exactly what you're doing and where you're at. So go ahead and open up the door and let him take care of it. Look at your associations. Look at what's going on in your life. Are they causing you to drift? Are they causing you to become too insensitive to the knocking of God's hand in your life? And then the last thing, are you becoming too excited about what God is doing or too weak and beat up? These are the things that we need to, to look at over the next several days, because I believe this. I believe that God is knocking at the the, the doors of every heart, of every life. There, He's knocking at the the door of Spirit of Grace Church corporately. God is wanting to step into our situations. He's wanting to step into our, our church. He's wanting to step into those that are believers all around the world so that he can magnify and multiply his anointing among us so that when we begin to move, we move on his behalf and we reflect the glory of the Lord and allow others to see him. I challenge you tonight, are you hearing? God's knocking, but are you answering? Are you hearing and are you answering the call of God because he's calling out to you tonight? Would you just bow your heads with me as we close this out in prayer? Jesus, I pray God that you would just minister to each person that has heard this and taken a half hour or so to listen to your word tonight. I'm praying God that you would just continue to knock allow the things that we've talked about tonight to take up residence in our spirit so that we can receive from you what needs to be received. We'll be careful, Lord, to follow after you, to listen for you, to call on you. Lord, should you tarry, gather us together as believers over the weekend, whether it be online or in person, and we'll be careful to give you praise and glory and honor. We love you. We praise you. We'll worship you forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Allow the great presence of God to, to, like Psalm 23 says, follow after you, pursue you this week. In Jesus' name, to the Lord Terry, we'll see you all on Sunday.